With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lord, I thank you for allowing us to come before you again tonight. Father, we tonight, Lord, want to speak to you in regard to Noah's flood and this day. Lord, there's many similarities in what we've been speaking of about Job and these days and the way that you're calling the people. And, Lord, you're trying to tell the people to walk in the way of the words with you. Because, dear Lord, you told us in Zephaniah 3.9 that after this time, in 3.8, you say that you're coming with zealous jealousy, fiery jealousy, that you're going to separate the people on the earth into your kingdoms of light and darkness. And, Lord, I pray that the people would understand, dear God, that you said immediately after that you're going to cause them all to walk with one shoulder. In other words, they're going to walk in the shoulder of darkness. They're going to share that sin, as you say in Revelation 18, 3 and 4. They're going to get their share of the sin and the share of the plagues. That's walking in one shoulder. And the people of righteousness will also walk in one shoulder, but they'll walk in the way of righteousness while they get refined so they can get prepared for the time midway through the seven years, through the morning. Because in Daniel nine twenty seven, Lord, I pray that this would clear this rapture event up for the people because it says, Lord, right there, in the midst of that time, you're going to take away the sacrifices. And Lord, you said in Psalms 50, verse 4, that you're going to tell the angels to go gather to you, up to you, those who are made a sacrifice for you. In other words, that's the time. The Lord is telling us that's when in the middle of the seven-year reign of Christ, Seven years reign of Christ. That doesn't mean it made a covenant with the world or he made a peace treaty with the world as many people. There's no talk of this. That is a tradition that's just made up by man, the end time preachers, because they do not understand your 70th week. But in the midst of the 70th week is the time of what we know as a rapture. That's when the people will be translated up before you. And they'll stay there for seven years because they come back after the Antichrist is done. But during the three and a half years of the two witnesses that then reign on the earth, you send them down to govern the earth, you're reigning from heaven. The ten kings aren't reigning. They don't get their dominion, it says in Revelation 17, until the same time as the Antichrist. They they get their thrones and then they turn them over to the Antichrist because they understand they have to unite to defeat you. Because they just went through... When they receive the dominion of the kings, it means they're proving that the Antichrist killed these two witnesses of the Holy Spirit. And that's an unpardonable sin. So they're participating in this and they give their throne, their crowns over to the Antichrist at that time. But Lord, the first is that right now we're finishing up the night. We're finishing up. The, this is the time of the great tribulation. This is the time of the separation revival. This is the time of the great flood that you talk about in Revelation 12, 15 to 17. But in the morning time, there's this time of when you, when you seal 
because here in the last, that's why, dear Lord, it tells us very clearly you're going to arise in the morning. So we've allowed this to work out to the point at times because we would not hear you and would not allow you to intervene and come earlier, as the Father always wanted to do. There has to be the war to set apart the people because the war is the choice of the people. They're either going to take the words of Satan, which if they're walking with the words of Satan, as it tells us in Revelation 12, the people divided into two kingdoms, light and darkness, those are the darkness of those of the night. Those are the ones that are with Satan and they're coming against you. And so that's the purpose of why you're bringing this Ezekiel 38 war. They're going to make their decision of what they do. Do they come against you or they receive your words and be saved? But dear Lord, we're in this time right now. And, and dear Lord, I don't know if I've just confused people or not, but dear Lord, my intent is good. The intent is that Daniel's 70th week, you're reigning for that entire time, just like it says in Daniel 7, verse 12, where it says that you're going to reign for a season and time because the dominion is taken away from the sixth and seventh beast kingdoms, which are the Antichrist and the, I mean, the seventh is the Antichrist. It's the 10 kings are the one of the sixth, but they reign at the same time. They only reign for 42 hours. They, and if that, that occurs at noon in timing of your day of the Lord, the years that associate to the noon, as I've put in the calendars that are on the website and in the last writing I did. So they see, Lord, this is the time, the seven years in the morning is the time that you're reigning over the earth. And the first part of this is when you're splitting the people apart and they're going to receive of the plagues or they're going to receive of the refinement time. Because in the morning you rise with the son of righteousness and the people who have not been righteous are going to be set apart and punished. But they share, as you said in Revelation 18, 1 to 4, those who are cast out as lawless and so on, they're going to share in those sins. And they're going to share in the plagues. They're going to receive their share of the plagues. A share of that. So, Lord, they're, they're going to be in one shoulder, meaning they're walking together. They're going to receive these plagues. And we pray they'd understand, dear Lord, this issue. They don't want to hear that there's a problem. They don't want to hear that they have to come out. But, dear Lord, it's very much. We've been talking now 13 years and seven months the words have been opened on the earth that you've caused these messages to be made known. And Lord, you, you, it's so much like Jonah. I mean, uh, excuse me, like Noah. Lord, he, dear Lord, worked for 600 years. He was 600 years old when he went in there. And he worked for years making the ark when you told him to make the ark. And the people during his life when the timing of making the ark the people had to scoff. It was the most gigantic thing at those days. And they had to be, it would seem like, very scoffing at them. And Lord, you did a marvelous thing with, with Noah, and I wanted to point this out. There's a couple statements that you make in the story of, in Genesis 6 that are, are so uh, just wonderful. First is that you made the clearness that you, you said that there will be a time in Genesis 6, 3, and 4 when, you, when you're going to remake the earth. In other words, you're going to have the flood and you're going to remake the earth. You said man will live 120 years. So we know that today we don't live that long but uh, and, and not in vigor and health. But dear Lord, you made it very clear that if we will pay attention to you because you're coming to restore us to the right way of our years, so, Lord, the people at this time who are living up to retirement and living for the 
they, they don't understand, dear Lord. Everything is going to be new. Even the way we do work, the way we produce fruit, the way we do everything is going to change with you as a kingdom when we come back for the millennium. But right now, we're in this time. We must learn. We, we got to go out into the wilderness. We have to come out of the world, out of the way of the world, and follow after you, and you will protect us just like you did with the people that came out of Egypt. You're going to do the same at this time. You showed us that, that you'd watch over us and care for us and said, Lord, you've been showing people visions that you're setting up Goshen areas that you're going to lead the people to and keep them from us. And you said, dear Lord, in, in Joel two twelve to 20, that if we will turn and do what you've instructed us to do in those scriptures, that you'll drive these northern armies, which northern means the one world army, all the armies of the world, all the terrorists, all those people. They're all one united troop. They're all one united peoples, united for a bad purpose. They are the flood of the mouth of Satan, the great dragon that's talked about in Revelation 12. <clears throat> but you told us in Genesis 6, 3, a wonderful statement. And you, you said there that you're going to enable us to live 120 years. So, Lord, you haven't fulfilled that yet, that the people will. Because, Lord, you said, my spirit will not strive for man forever, but for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. 10 times 12, perfection times government. The, the, the government that you're talking about is the blessings of all the tribes, the 12 that you gave in Genesis 49, Deuteronomy 33. Those works, those blessings are works. And they're going to walk in one shoulder, meaning they're going to unite together, not just Israel, all the people who, because you said man will live 120 years. You're talking about your people, all those that turn to you, all those that are set apart by you, all those that will become saints. They will live 120 years and they will fulfill all the works, helping each other fulfill the work that you've given them to do. That will be 120 years. The people of today that have Alzheimer's, people today that are maimed and blind and all those other things, they are going to be healed and they're going to live 120 years, maybe some more, maybe some of the less. But you said 120 years, so we think you're going to cause them to live the 120 years if they walk in your way, which they will. Because you're going to circumcise their heart and remove the darkness out of their heart so they only know good. That's why it's 120. You're living in the perfection of working towards the generational plan that you have. So, Lord, we people need to understand that work that's coming. Then, Lord, you said something else that's really interesting. You said that Noah walked with God. Now, Enoch walked with God and was taken up. Job walked with God. What he's talking about is walking in the way of the words, not just hearing of the words, but being a doer of the words as you tell him to be a doer of the words in righteousness. It had to be a really hard time for Noah when he's making the ark and, of course, his family. There had to be a tremendous amount of criticism. Curiosity, yes. I, I can imagine the people took tours to come and uh, look and see this thing. But Moses was also desiring for the people to come aboard. He knew what your verdict was. But I believe Noah, being righteous and walking with you, had the same heart that you did that all men, up until the very last moment, had the opportunity 
to come into the ark. And that's the way it is today. The people still have a chance to repent. That is your will. That people, because you tell us, dear Lord, that you desire all men to be saved and come to knowledge of truth. Jonah walked with you and he walked with that understanding. That's walking with God. No other way is walking with God. You desire, even Enoch, coming back at the end, coming, knowing he's going to risk his life and be killed and and, uh, beheaded like Elijah. And yet they're going to come back and rule over the earth, trying to help the people, trying to get them to turn because they want them, knowing that immediately after they die, the mark of the beast is going to come upon the people. And everybody that they testify to has that opportunity that maybe they'll become martyrs and accept martyrdom because that's what they're going to accept. Martyrdom. Maybe they'll save lives. The idea that you have is that all men should be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. That is your will. No other will overrides your will, no matter what man says. Your Lord, man that wants vengeance because you tell us in, in Hebrews 10, 24 to 31, vengeance is yours in this day. Because you're coming to confirm your new covenant, and you told us the new covenant, new covenant, even when you were being sacrificed on the cross, you're saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. We're to walk like you walked and walk in the way of words, and then our desires will be done for us. Until that day, as it says in John fifteen seven, we can't expect our desires to be done for us. We just hope. Okay, and then what, Lord, it's critical, is that you tell us also, at Genesis 6.13, why you're going to destroy all the people with the flood at that day. And Lord, when we read Revelation 18 and all the people that you're going to punish in that time, we can see that the same is existing. It says, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. With the earth, meaning all the things that they have done And when you say with the earth, because everything that they have done is so oppression. See, our bones speak, our works speak. They're in the earth. The blood of Abel cried out to you from the earth. And Lord, what you're saying is you're going to cleanse everything and start anew. And with violence, the word violence is the Hebrew word Strong's, Strong's Hebrew, Two five five five, which is uh, comma, commas, and what it says is that has the meaning of that which is gained by acts of violence, wrong, or oppression, gain, thievery, because that's what it's describing here: acts of violence, wrong, and oppression, which is what we're filled with in the world today. But we're, we're filled with the fact that. Dear Lord, even our birth certificates are a lie to us. We don't realize that they're trading in our souls on a secret stock market and that we don't have rights to vote like they're telling the people they vote in their state, but yet they list all the people as being citizens of the District of Columbia, not Americans in America. It's such a travesty. And dear Lord, this this has been confessed to by congressmen and by many other people, and yet people will not listen. They don't want to hear that news. But dear Lord, that's why you're bringing the flood in this hour of trial at this time. That's why you bring Ezekiel 38, because you said, dear Lord, they're coming because all the all the people are lawless. They do not have the words of wisdom to protect them. 
So they're going to come against the people, and that's when she's going to attack before they get the words. And Lord, we pray that they will get the words and build the wall of wisdom. The words of wisdom. Because that overcomes the world. If they do that and plead their case for their people. See this thing about the 120 years and the tribes and so on. This is again like it is in Joel 2, 12 to 20, where it's talking about the preachers and them are supposed to come in and, and plead for the not destroying the people because the people weren't taught the knowledge of truth. The words of truth that you called them. You've been calling them and telling them and prophetic words this went all over the world. Get the words of wisdom you do not know. And they don't even bother. They won't hear the message. And they're going to come to the flood. And the sad thing that's going to happen, dear Lord, is at the time of at the time of uh, Jonah, I mean, uh, Noah, excuse me, Noah. Lord, you tell us a very interesting statement in Genesis 7, 1. You tell Noah, come into the ark, you and your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. In other words, God was watching, watching, watching all the way up until the time of the ark. He was willing to save the people. And that's what's happening now. He's willing to save the people because he tells us in Joel 2.32, all that will call upon his name will be so, say, delivered. And the name is the words of God, the work. We have to know the name that we do not know, which is given to us in Revelation 19.11-13, which is the word of God that we're going to be judged by, John 12.48. If he's saying righteous, righteous is a doer, a man who walked with God, he walked with God, and he saved his household because of him. Men today aren't walking in the way of the words, and they're not going to save their households. Because you tell us in Hosea 4, 6, that you're going to reject those without knowledge, the knowledge of truth, the knowledge of your words, which you tell us in John 17, 17 is your words that we have to be set apart by from the world. And you tell us again to be, that's the way we're sanctified. Sanctified is being set apart from the world, made holy. We're made holy by putting holy words in us. But we won't listen to this story. We think that we're such good people. We hear your word, your prophetic word. We, we hear healing. We see all these things happening. But Lord, if they'd read Matthew seven twenty one to 23, I think they should be panicked. Because that door is going to close and they aren't ready to enter the ark. And it's about ready to close because you told them, don't let your flight be in the winter. And this is the last year of the night. Lord, it says there that you're going to destroy the face from the face of the earth, all living things that I've made. Lord, you told us at this time, you'll never again destroy all living things by the, by the flood of the waters. You did that after this flood of Noah. Lord, you caused the words to be received. And Lord, we pray that we're doing the way of them in righteousness so that you will not threat cast us out from us, cast us out from you. Lord, we're in the days of the new covenant. People will not hear that message. I pray, Lord, that they'll repent from that and come to your truth. It's very interesting, Lord, that what you've told Noah in those days, I mean, when you're, did this, dear Lord, with Noah, and you, you, and you commanded him to come into the the ark. It's a very interesting statement made in Genesis 7, 7. It says, so Noah with his sons, his wife and his son's wives, went into the ark because of the waters of the flood. 
And yet we see at verse 10, and it came to pass after seven days that waters of the flood were on the earth. Lord, it's very interesting at this time, dear God, that you've called the people in Joel 2, 12 to 20 to a to, to come to you, dear Lord, with a, with a sacred assembly. And this is what you were doing here with Jonah, I mean with Noah. You brought him into the ark and sealed him up for seven days. And dear Lord, during that time, that had to be a hard thing for them to do. And the people should have seen the animals coming because you caused them to come and they put them in the ark. Even the ark was made three three stories, three levels. And dear Lord, it, it's even a testimony to the heavens below you. Dear Lord, because there's the first heaven, the second heaven, and paradise is the third heaven. We're the first heaven, Satan's heaven, which is now empty, as you tell us in Joel, Revelation 12. They've been cast out of there. But the third heaven is paradise, and then the cornerstone or capstone is you, the fourth fourth heaven, and God's throne sits above that, just above the firmament. Lord, we pray that the people understand this. Your, your throne, your your heaven, the, the the you could call it the fifth heaven, or however you want to call it, because the capstone is the fourth, and that's where the the four living creatures are, and the and the uh, throne of judgment, and then the throne of God is above that, just above the firmament. Dear Lord, in that, you're telling us that the, you're you're going to destroy all the things, basically. This paradise, you know, at that time, uh, dear Lord, uh, well, I'm getting off here on another rant, or even that I, I haven't checked out fully, dear Lord. But clearly, dear Lord, you brought them above the waters. And the, the thing was three layers, and it's very much like, dear Lord, the, the level of the heavens. First, we must separate ourselves from the world. Secondly, we must separate ourselves by the words. Do we take Satan's words or your words? And you remove Satan's words at this time. You cast them down to the earth. And then the third heaven is for understanding, and that's what's happening in paradise. They're being taught the words. Second Corinthians 12, 1 to 4. That's what I was trying to get at. But it's just interesting that the, the, the ark was also three layers. Father, but what he's saying here is that they went into the thing because of the waters of the flood. And dear Lord, you, you make reference in the Bible in, in uh, Revelation seventeen fifteen that the waters that the harlot sits on is the people, the nations, the multitudes, and their languages. And that's what's happened in the world. Everything was twisted, thievery, and all this uh, things were going on. And Lord, we know that that is very symbolic of this time. So we ask you, Lord, at this time that please, Father, let the people begin to see your words and discern away from them, Lord, so they will see that they must gather. Because, Lord, when that ark was closed up, the people were locked outside, sealed up. And, Lord, when you have the people make a sacred assembly, you said at that time you're going to receive, in Joel 2, 12 to 20, you will receive what they're requesting. When they do it the right way, when they set themselves apart by your words like Jonah, I mean Noah, and like Job did at the end. And Dear Lord, Job was a wonderful, righteous man. But then he caught the knowledge of what he didn't see, your words, and he became very strong. He was righteous in your eyes all the time. You were never going to destroy him. But dear Lord, because you tell us that there's no sin against being righteous and being merciful, which Job certainly was. But his thing, dear Lord, was 
not understanding the words, which at the end he repented for. Here's this man who did everything perfectly, but he still at the end repented for not having the words because that's the inheritance of the kingdom. Dear Lord, it's wonderful that you've done this with him. And then there were seven days, then the flood came on the earth. And dear Lord, all those people were destroyed. And Lord, we're begging at this time because dear Lord, we've for 13 years and seven months, we've called out your words and they've mocked it. Some preachers have scoffed at it. Some have blasphemed against it in my mind. I don't know what your mind is. You judge them by the words. You know their hearts. I don't. It just seems like that to me. It's dangerous in any case. Dear Lord, we pray that they will repent. They don't know, dear Lord, the truth of all the things that have happened. Dear Lord, of, of the people I sat and talked with, Lord, if they would listen to even those meetings, Lord, it would help them understand what's going on. But Lord, they love their position. They love their life. They love chasing the, the powers of the world, which you told them in Revelation 18, 1 to 4, they dare not do once the words are open that give light to the world. In Psalms one nineteen one thirty and Zechariah fourteen seven, Lord, we pray that they will understand that and come out. But Lord, we're so much like this day. Lord, you're you're willing to secure your people in an ark. Moses was came forth in an ark. He gave us the law, the words. You gave us and came, dear Lord, and you made it even better. We no longer have to go to a priest. Now we can come directly to you, and you're going to teach us and speak to us if we will turn to you, as you said in Proverbs one twenty three, And Lord, we pray that people will hear. But Lord, most of all, I pray that they begin to understand your Lord. You said, blessed are the, the peacemakers because theirs is the kingdom. Dear Lord, we want the people to be sons of God, being able to call upon your words, not just know the words. Lord, we pray that they'll understand this. Lord, this is the time we must come forth for the harvest. If they wait until the winter, there's no harvest for them. Lord, you said, dear God, it's going to be great troubles. Lord, this is the time of the church. We pray that they will hear the time, dear Lord, it shouldn't be called the church. It should be called, called out assembly, and they should come out. Lord, we pray that they will do their work that you've given them to do. That's what you, the church name is very misleading, Lord. When you, when you tell them, Lord, that this is the called out assembly, which is what the, the Greek word is that the disciples use, they should understand that's the work they're given to do to come out of the world in the instructions that you've given them in John seventeen seventeen and in Joel two twelve to twenty. We pray that they will hear you and obey you before it's too late, because though they think they're wise, they're naked at this time, dear Lord, of your words. Don't let them be. Let them build a wall of strength, dear Lord, around them with the knowledge of your words that will keep them during this time. You told them in John five twenty four that you will pass them through this flood. They'll pass through these judgments because, Lord, this is the hour of trial and you've, you've made it very clear, Lord. In Revelation 3, you said, because you've kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the, the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. We're in that hour of trial. It's in the night that you give. The night is when you give your seal and these are the seal judgments. We've come all the way to the end and the people still don't have the words that give them the seal. If they would read Ephesians 1, 13 to 14, it tells them it's the word of truth that is the seal that gives them the hope of eternal life, the hope of passing through these judgments. 
John 5.24, John 15.7. But we pray that they will hear this. We ask you, Lord, these things in thy precious name, that you will cause your spirit to work upon the people and let them hear. Amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.